ready, you can you can start. Okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of the broadcast. Uh, as always, I have with me my other half. Yes, Nazar Sayed, right here. Uh, Reporting for duty. This episode has been such a long time coming. I have with me one of my dearest friends, Krish Vithlani. Yes, sir. Welcome thank you podcast, for coming Krish. on. Welcome. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. You're, se- you're our second guest ever. Really? In yes. person. L- in person. In person, In yeah. person. We, this little studio set up. S- I've seen some big shots. I've seen like a Coldplay director or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that. We, what? Yeah, we're too big for that now. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All our 50 streams <laughs> we take with us and Matt Whitecross has nothing on it. <laughs> and we're always looking to top ourselves, which is he's, why you're here he's today. He's probably checking in every month. He's like, I made you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy, though. He, he always leaves like... Um, uh, he on Twitter he always leaves like good remarks. Yeah, really. Yeah, every like thing I tweet at him, he's always like, "Yo, thank you very much. I wow. appreciate it. Very humble, very mm-hmm. down to earth." That's a dude. good guy. He yeah. is. I love the guy. He's oh great. My God. But uh, I I promise I will finish this yeah. in the course of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, sparkling water isn't my forte, but I will definitely uh, go through this can if for yeah. you. Thanks for bro. Krish. Appreciate for the it. Love. Appreciate it. Uh, you brought with yourself a case of your watches. We'll get to it. But how big of a watch enthusiast are you? Oh, man. Honestly, I, I love your collection just peering through appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. On a scale but from 1 I to 10. I want to know the history behind it. Scale from 1 to 10. Yeah. I would say probably yeah. about an 11 or 12. That's Let's crazy. Go. That's what He's I like to hear. Off the scale. Yeah, I'm off the scale. It's, it's unnatural. It's what uh, was your first uh, watch? <sighs> your first big boy watch. Their first big boy watch? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably the one that my sister got me. Which was? Uh, Fossil. Yep. Um, just a regular looking fossil, but it was it was very unique yeah. in the sense that it had kind of the blockiness of an AG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, sorry, AP. AP, yep. Um, and it had a little bit of like the Rolex swagger on it. Nice. You know, I so like it that. was a really cool uh, dial, um, super OG, uh, and that that was like my first big boy watch. But I, I, was a, I was a big fan of watching engraved in the back because of. With fossils, you've heard like a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, no, nothing okay. engraved in the back. Um, she she told me she got it from like some warehouse sale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like that was like my first taste. I was like, okay, if that's gonna be my first, what's gonna be my second? Gonna get third, fourth. So you're you're into are. like the whole culture of of collecting watches, right? Yes, sir. So yeah. Hodinky, you follow affordable wristwatch. You follow probably on Instagram. Uh, all these guys. Yeah, no, not really affordable wristwatch. Um, or Houdinki, but I do follow those watch guys. Yeah. I uh, I listen to Teddy Baltasar's like vlogs every time yeah. one comes out. Have yeah. you seen any of the talking watches <laughs> on YouTube? That series? No, I don't think so. No. You have to I check do, that I do. out. That's I will great, highly yeah. recommend yeah. Uh, the three videos they have with John Mayer. Really? Oh, oh no, then God. I have. I have. You I've have? Seen, I've seen all three of them. Yeah, the, the guy John with Mayer the glasses. Ones. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy who hosts those talking yeah, yeah, watches. Yeah. I've seen that, and I've seen the one with Seinfeld. I've oh seen, really? Uh, the Seinfeld episode as well. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know the guy. I just know like John Mayer watches, and I click. Yeah, John Mayer anything I click. That's kind of how I got into the idea of knowing that okay, collecting watches and being a watch enthusiast is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an expensive hobby. And then I met you, and then I uh, kind of realized that this is actually a thing. You were, you were. When I met you, I was just at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and then uh, now over the summer, it's kind of hit the middle. Uh, towards maybe the end, um, right. I made a decision maybe like six months ago that I'm not going to get any more watches until something big happens in my yeah, life. Yeah, right. Like if I get a really cool accounting job or a finance yeah. position, yeah, that's going to be like my next. So investment. you're going to basically mark your life with watches. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I got this. Min- min- so every time I put happen. a watch on, that that will mean something. Yeah. In in university, it's cool. You can like put a watch on for finishing third year. Yeah, yeah. And you can like get away with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust After me, you that's graduate, an accomplishment. Even passing some bro, courses. <laughs> let's let's be honest. There's some courses. Yeah, UCSC, you have to like you have to like mark those milestones. Yeah. You know, every year. They didn't kick me out this year. <laughs> oh my god, I'm still in. You UTSC boys I made are that always 2.0, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you UTSC boys are always living on the edge. Yeah, always, live, always living on a prayer. That's how we yeah. grow. Like it's, it's crazy. I see this guy. We share a wall, yeah. and all I hear is like stomping in the middle of the night. <laughs> Sighs. This guy's when, when that Excel don't add up. Yeah, when, when your journal entries don't match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just gotta drop accounting real, um, real quick. So I've heard this quote about about shoes from Forrest Gump that yeah. you know if you look at somebody's shoes, yeah. every shoe tells a story. Yeah, it's you a kind can of the see same where the thing. guy's been, where, yeah. where the guy's going. Yeah. Is it the same thing with watches? Where of all of your collection, is there a story behind every single watch? Every you single have? one. 
every single one. I can tell you some of the best days I've had wearing that watch. I can tell you some of the worst days I've had. Mm -hmm. um, there are a few watches that I was wearing when I had almost zero confidence yeah. in myself trying to get a job, trying to get an internship, you know, trying to make my way back into management. Mm -hmm, I yeah. can tell you, like, there's some struggle watches. Yeah, mm -hmm. struggle that, watches. You know, and then there's some, like, peak peak watches where yeah. I got, like, when I was the happiest I've ever been in yeah. life. You know, so you, you have both sides of the spectrum. And maybe to you, a lot of people will look at that watch and look at it's just a watch. Yeah. You know, but to me, when I see that, bro, I see a crazy amount of story behind it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and a, it's it's a piece of canvas. It's a piece of art. Yeah, that, that for sure. And it tells a story. Yes, you know? 100%. So are you into watches um, to the point where you're into the minutiae of it? Like who who designed the the dial what kind of working yeah. it does and all no. that stuff no no i i are know you into the aesthetic of it i'm into the aesthetic i'm into a little bit of the movement yeah uh i care whether it's a you know it's a quartz or a mechanical or yeah. an automatic um, in-house movement and all that yeah, stuff. yeah yeah yeah. i'll look at the quality of it yeah. for sure and then uh you know the case backs obviously that's of like course. a fan favorite right yeah yeah um but to the point where there's people that know exactly like yeah there's this movement inside of this watch yeah. and if they replace this movement with that movement the entire inherent value of the watch will skyrocket. Yeah. No, I'm not one of those guys. My friend yeah. Mosin is exactly like that guy. Really? So he talks about in-house movements like there's no tomorrow. Like wow. Probably gets a hard on talking about that. <laughs> like that's how. <laughs> like I love it because I'm a I'm I'm yeah. a watch nerd, but I don't yeah. have the information that he has. Yeah. So when he goes on one of those like tangents, yeah. I'm just sitting in awe. Like I am yeah. so happy for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you know your stuff. Yeah. And um. It's just it, that he got me into watches. Yeah. But then he looks at like those really expensive like Omega Speedmasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AP, yeah. AP uh, like Royal Oaks and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And those things cost like a kidney. Exactly. 100%. I think being a student and being into watches, it's so difficult because this is a habit that is so expensive. Yeah, it's, a, it's an expensive lifestyle. Um, yeah. It's, a very it's like being in love with a celebrity. It's oh like my God. They don't know you exist. Yeah. You'll never touch that watch in your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. You have that wallpapered yeah. you know? yeah. on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very well said. Yeah. Uh, What's your grail watch? What's my uh like my holy dream grail watch? watch? Like the watch when you get that watch, um, you've made it as a person, as a human being, you could die the next day and you'll be happy. Um it's not it's nothing like super, super big. It's probably the uh uh Speedmaster from yeah. Omega. Yeah. It's like mine this, too. Uh, that's mine right? too. Right, right? Yeah. But it's the not moon watch. like if we're looking at it, it's not that no. crazy expensive. No, it's it's not. like it's 17 grand. <laughs> yeah, but like that's... You but could like relatively speaking, yeah. Royal Oaks, I've seen Royal Oaks for like uh, mm -hmm. 50, 60, yeah, 100,000 too. Like it, they modify yeah. so much, you can get a Royal Oak that's completely gold-plated with like yeah. um, diamonds in it and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And they go that thing goes up to like six figures. Yeah. You can't stop that. You, c you can't do anything about that. But like comparative, you know, the Omega Speedmaster, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a big... Uh, decision, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. maybe one day, uh, you know, when six figs gets cracking on my salary, yeah. <laughs> I hit a couple tax brackets above, then maybe get that bonus, go. you know, I'll get that STI. And it is an investment, right? Like, uh, I've heard John Muir talk about it, and he's like, when yeah. he looks at all of his watches, he says, This is all the drug and cocaine I never did, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's such an investment that the resale value on these things. It's it's ever growing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are better investments, which I'm sure we're gonna get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are definitely better investments that mm -hmm. you can put. This is way more. If you ever buy a watch and think that I'm doing this because it's an investment, you're fooling yourself. Do they ever depreciate? You know. Yeah, hundred percent they do. Drake oh, said, "My, my watch factory made it only appreciates." <laughs> <Pop stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's he said that. Graham, you know? I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that's that's Drizzy Drake. <laughs> Anything Drizzy touches appreciates, even yeah. like artists that really shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, everything. Who are you Drake looking at touches. when you're saying that? Oh, bro, man, there's so many bad artists out there. Like <laughs> Party Next Door. I don't really. He he loves you know. Party Next Door. I know. No, 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 yeah. Party Next Door loves him more. <laughs> I promise you that. You know. But uh, definitely, yeah. There's the, when when it comes to like watches, it's not going to be the best investment you yeah. can get. But if it's a story behind it, and if it makes you happy, like genuinely happy, mm -hmm. there's no better investment right. than 100%. your happiness. You know, I invest totally in yourself agree. first. Whatever you have left over, then you can find some monetary, uh, long-term fiscal gain. Right. You know? yeah. But until then, always invest in yourself. That doesn't mean like splurge when you don't have the yeah. money to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is that if there are little things every day 
that make you happy. There's a whole bunch of these finance gurus out there that say if you put away like two dollars every day, if you don't <laughs> buy that Starbucks drink, <laughs> yeah. you know, every day if you don't buy that Starbucks drink, at the end of the year, you could have like a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those videos. I'm I've been convinced by you, those videos. Have you seen, like, university parking fees? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen these university parking fees? That's, that's if you fucking high. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have my Starbucks, <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy that bitch. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's how you live happily. You yeah. have that Starbucks, but you don't park at that university parking lot. Don't yeah. <laughs> See, park in the park valley, guys. The street yeah. at the Popeyes. <laughs> Make that walk. Make, Make that, that walk, walk, guys. Is Let's go. It's burn that Starbucks. That walk is going to save your life. So what kind of brought you to that realization that you're not going to buy a watch until something big happens in your life um you you run out of milestones as soon as you graduate right and then you're in this transition period and you're like okay uh what am i going to do am i just going to buy a watch every year now mm-hmm. you know one yeah. year older i'm going to have another watch that's not really feasible right yeah. so now you're at this place where you're looking at people who do collect and you're looking at their mindsets like i, I was listening to kevin o'leary yeah, one time, yeah. Kevin O'Leary is a huge watch fan, yeah. such a big watch fan that he's so big in the game mm-hmm. that people don't know he only wears red leather on his watches. Have you have you heard about this? No. He will not put a watch on his hand that's not red leather, okay. and he won't even buy external straps and then put it on the watch. He'll force the company to make. Red leather so he's, straps. So he's basically making like custom watches. He's making them make custom watches. For himself. For himself. And then they'll that's, be like, dude, boss. there's no way that this watch is... G- like, AP is going to be like, there's no way that this watch is going to look good on red leather. And he's like, well, you won't make it look yeah. good on red leather. And yeah. that's like, that's my Kevin O'Leary. I don't yeah. know. That's, but that's, that's like, pretty good. That's all, he'll, that's all he'll say. It's like, and then he'll just drop out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, six weeks later, like he'll have like a red leather watch ap mm-hmm. and then he just he has like hundreds of those you know so it's like i was listening to him back to the sorry for the tangent yeah. back to back to business like i was listening to him and he's like at this point i only buy watches when i close like a big deal right you know and then i was listening to a few others it's like oh uh, like when i signed to this record label i bought this watch or yeah, yeah when i did this or that i bought this watch and i'm like maybe that's maybe that's a better idea maybe that adds to what i'm trying to do with the watches i'm yep. trying to make stories out of each watch you yeah know, you can see the different complications but you see a lot more struggle in between them right yeah. 100%. so that's kind of the motive now it's not about the watch the watch was never a crate that's 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 a piece of metal you yeah. know that's a that's a mechanical movement like whatever it is yeah we all have phones now you know but the watch like you if you wear that watch every single day every time you have to go for this interview or that interview that is a piece of struggle attached mm-hmm. to that watch that for some reason, doesn't attach to anything else. Yeah. We don't we don't have sweaters where we're like, you know, like yo, I was wearing this sweater when I was doing this or that. Or yeah. Glasses, like oh man, I wore this glass <laughs> when I was like grade nine to twelve. It was tough years, you know. <laughs> like, I had no girls, like it was tough. Like, <laughs> we don't we, we don't true. do that, right? That's yeah. True. But watches, like for some reason, we we attach uh, stories and life events to that watch. Yeah. So yeah. at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's a time where. Now I need to get watches as a way of remembering big milestones in my in my mm-hmm. life because I don't celebrate that every day. Yeah. But every day that I look down at one fifteen p.m. and I look down at the watch and I'm gonna be like, okay, oh, this is that watch when I wore. Yeah. On this day and that. Day. I think you put that really well. It's poetic, and man. That's yeah, it is. I'm moved. Um, he might just get a watch right now. <laughs> exactly. I have I have eleven. I have eleven twelve for you to buy. <laughs> um. You also talk about like making more realistic um, investments that we'll yeah. for sure appreciate. Yeah. Um, and you've been trying to get me into this habit of investing I, as well. I, I have been begging Please you. talk to me about this. For a very long time. Yeah. So talk about how you got into it. Um, I watched a video on inv- investing a couple of days ago. Yeah. And Ali Abdal, the guy we were talking about before yeah. we started shooting, he, he great YouTuber. <coughs> like one of the best out yeah. there if you want like quality content on lifestyle mm-hmm. and how to make smart decisions and reading and all that stuff. Yeah. He made a video on investing recently, mm-hmm. and I w- had never seen that investing as a, like a viable opportunity. I always thought yeah. investing was like for people at Wall Street. Yeah, you know, right? That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. my mindset. Yeah, my yeah. thing is like if Leo Dio is pulling off Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> that's what investing is. Yeah, penny stocks and all that yeah. stuff. Like that's what I know. Yeah. yeah so yeah, my yeah. my context of investing was very 
Yeah. Like, like minute. Like it's I agree. Yeah, that's very Hollywood. Hundred percent. But then I saw his video. I was reading up on it. And a, a couple of my friends, Mosin, who I was talking about. Yeah. He's into big into investing. He does yeah. forex and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. And uh, oh, no. <laughs> I've, there's a lot. Cut that of, out. Cut that out. <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, nights where he's just like, yeah, an, another Jesus night gone Christ. to waste. Yeah. I'm eighty dollars short. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but um. Yeah, so tell me how the investing, how your investing journey started and, and how, why I, we should invest. Yeah, so 100%. Because I'm good. all yours, bro. Yeah, bro. That's, this is like the question. Yeah. Bro. You know, this is how you get people to start investing. Yeah. So in university, I was taking these classes where um, one of the main concepts that we learned was time value of money. Yeah. And any, any management kid that listens to this, they're going to be like, Jesus Christ, like, Throwback Thursday. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Um. But time value of money is pretty much this idea, and uh, I I don't know I don't know if you know about time value. No, TBM. I um. It's this idea that tomorrow's money is uh less valuable than today's money. Okay. You know, so if you leave your money in your si- uh, checking account, let's say you have ten grand. Yeah. In your checking account, right? Uh, and you only need like two thousand a month or so. Yeah. Um. Or two thousand for the year, let's say. Let's keep it simple. Two thousand yeah. for the year. Then if you leave that there, you are essentially losing money. Because one, inflation is always a thing. You're yep. getting a, a healthy economy will see two percent inflation. Yeah, on average. You know, yeah. Uh, year over year, right? Uh, that's what economists try to keep it at. Um, so you'll see a two percent depreciation right off the bat. Yeah. Um, trying to counteract that, you can put it into the S and P five hundred, yep. mm-hmm. which year over year, uh, on an average, over the last eighty years, has grown about nine or eleven percent, yep. or something something in that uh, ballpark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some y- some years you you might lose, some years you might really gain. Yeah, uh, but but this is about the long term game. Yes. Long term, if you're looking in the long term, yeah, you will gain nine percent. Yeah, you know, and that's if that's that's the number one rule. So that's why we, if you if you look at um, any investing video and they say, okay, what's the rate of return that we're looking at right now? You know, what's the um, uh, expected rate yeah. or what's the um, um, mandatory rate of return mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking at a net, pr- net present value calculation? It'll be like 9%. Yeah. Because if you put that money um, into the stock market, any stock or yeah. at least in the index fund, yeah. um, year over year, 90 years later, you will see an at least a 9% gain year over year yeah. yeah you know so that's like a huge thing right um did you invest well, in an index not, i i have i used to have uh no i still do have actually um it's called an etf of yeah. an index fund so index funds uh what's an index fund an index fund is maybe a thousand two thousand ten thousand stocks yeah in a in a particular you know uh, fund itself yeah, yeah um that represents the market you know S&P 500 is the top 500 stocks mm-hmm. in the United States. Apple, Google, Facebook. The yeah. big yeah. boys. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Goldman Sachs. Yeah. You know, Morgan Stanley. All yeah. of these guys will be on uh, the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you look at what the S&P 500 is trading at, it's trading at 1,000 plus uh, per stock yeah. of the S&P. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty unattainable yeah, yeah. for uh, everybody, right? Wh- wh- if you had like $2,000, you might... Or two thousand five hundred dollars, you might get like two stocks yeah. of the S and P. Like that doesn't make sense, you know. Yep. Th- that's really bad for diversification too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, uh, terms that we're going to be throwing out today. A lot yeah. of acronyms. Uh, a lot of acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really bad for diversification as well. Yeah. But there's this. There are these ideas where if you if you're a company and you buy ten S and P five hundred stocks. Yeah. Right. You can then break those down into fractional stocks fractional shares yeah. and then sell those to individual clients. Yeah. You know, so I have, that's, that's pretty much some of the basis beti- between, uh, behind a ETF. So that's yeah. called an exchange traded funds. So let's say I buy a hundred S and P shares. Yeah. Right. Um, I will break that down into a hundred more shares per share. Mm-hmm. So I'm going a hundred times a hundred. That's like a, a million? ten ten. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Uh, I'm gonna cut that part out. We're <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's ten thousand. Did I say a million? Ten thousand. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's ten thousand. <laughs> I was gonna say a hundred thousand, but that was still off. Yeah, that, yeah. Four yeah. zeros and then there's a ten. So there we go. Ten thousand. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. grade five. Yeah, cut that out. Public this education. My my entire 
credibility has just, <laughs> <laughs> has just wiped away. Um, yeah, 10,000. So that's 10,000 ETFs that you can uh, kind of distribute now. And those individual ETFs represent one stock or yeah. a fraction of the S&P 500 stock. Yeah. But now it's much cheaper. So now instead of having to toss down and commit $1,000, you can commit $100, yeah. $100, you know, or maybe $10. Yeah. You know, so that's like super easy for you to budget into your thing. And it's super easy for you to buy month over month. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, you save $10 here. You could be like, okay, I can put $10 more into uh, the S&P ETF. Hear me out. You don't have a coffee <laughs> every <laughs> single day. Skip your Starbucks today. Right. <laughs> And you can buy a you can buy a, a I ETF. I can buy an ETF right now. I can Think create an ETF. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> but there's also oh, index, <laughs> index funds that uh, kind of invest for you. Um, yeah. In the S and P five hundred. Yeah, yeah. How does it work in Canada? Because there's online brokers, but which yeah. ones should we go to? Like, which ones should we trust? So there are there are a bunch of uh, pretty pretty. Okay, so what you're talking about is more of a mutual fund. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a mutual fund. What a mutual fund will do. Uh, you put your money into a fund and it's kind of similar to ETF, but not at the same time. Uh, this mutual fund will not be on the uh, markets. So you can't buy or sell outside of your bank. Okay. Your bank will be the one that kind of makes your mutual fund and they're the ones that are managing it. When you're looking at an ETF, you have a third party entity, you know, called Vanguard is like yeah. a big one, right? Does Vanguard work in Canada as well? Vanguard is the Canadian, is the Canadian uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be on your uh, TSX. Yep. So you'll have Vanguard. That's an ETF. Mm -hmm. That is a third-party company that's not related to TD, not related to RBC, CIBC, or anything yeah. like that. Vanguard will then manage your funds. And then Vanguard will allow you, much like your mutual funds will, uh, but there are much more ETFs than there are mutual funds. Right. Um, Vanguard will allow you to invest in particular segments of the market. So you, you can do dividend stocks. Yeah. You know, I have dividend stock I have dividend ETFs. You can do emerging markets, which have a large proportion in the Chinese market, you know, which maybe as the average shareholder you don't have access to, you know, Chinese yen yeah. easily. Yeah. You know, you don't have access to the Chinese markets easily. Yeah. But if you invest in the Vanguard ETF, that Vanguard ETF will already have maybe forty percent of their shares in uh, emerging uh, Chinese stocks. You know? And it works the same way where there's a pool of funds which yeah. Vanguard is in managing for exactly. us. Exactly, yes. Okay. Why did you um, uh, like make <coughs> that give that reaction on Forex? Uh, so uh, it's it's kind of like a meme on uh, the investing community where that, like Forex people are kind of uh, the Primerica okay. of uh, the investing community. <laughs> you, you guys know about Primerica? Little bit. No, Are no, they? No. Um, I hope. I hope we don't get sued for uh, slander. We're already sued. Uh, we've been. We've been sued so many times for the <laughs> lack of con quality content. That we <laughs> <laughs> People listen to this podcast and they're like, "I, I want my two hours back." I want that shit back. <laughs> uh, so pretty much what? Uh, dang, what was I talking? Primerica. Primerica. Primerica is the pyramid scheme of companies. Oh my god. So mm. they will. Be like that, that's why I feel like I've heard it before. Yeah. 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 So they will be like, uh, Primerica will be like, okay, you know, just uh, sell these insurance policies yeah. to all of your cousins and uncles and aunties. Yeah. Uh, saying that if you die, you're going to make like $100,000 for your kids. Yeah. And then, but you will also get paid if you hire somebody else to sell all of these insurance yeah. policies mm -hmm. to yep. you. Yep. You know, so you can quickly see a pyramid scheme yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming on. Uh, and that's what Forex, that's that's what a lot of times what kind of happens with the Forex community. Yeah. Um, I have so many people, uh, so many like bots in my Instagram account yeah. that uh, request to follow and they're just like, yeah. Forex make $100,000 a day. Yeah. You know, with like it's 2020. Swipes. If you're not making money off your phone, <laughs> what are you even doing? <laughs> oh my God. So you guys have been targeted with those ads. Yeah. I'm grinding while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what how they This is my boy. You. My boy just made a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy with the back here in my garage? Yeah. Ty, Ty Lopez. Uh, Ty Lopez. Yeah. Ty Lopez. <laughs> we need to find out how he makes money. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in that garage. Oh, uh, bro. That guy's garage isn't even that nice. Like, if you look at the garage, yeah, <laughs> like, it's not even that big. I, I have the garage. Like, he's he's, but he he has a really interesting business model as well, where he convinced people he was rich, yeah. so they paid him to find out how he was rich. Mm -hmm. So he then over time he became rich because he convinced people he was rich. People um 
people are so gullible in this community yeah. or not in this community um in general in this generation okay uh and just in this entire er- era you know people are so gullible people will pay hard earned money that they're making at like no frills that they're making at like Walmart yeah people will pay that hard earned money to listen to you Try to describe how to become a millionaire. Yeah. Because everyone's out there looking for a shortcut, but there is no shortcut to success. Think about lottery tickets, man. Like, yeah. why do we buy lottery tickets? Mm-hmm. Why, do, why, why are lottery th- tickets a thing? Yeah. yeah. Why do our uncles and aunties still throw down $5 a week yep. on lottery tickets mm-hmm. when if they don't, they maybe they could have a Ferrari by the There end. we go. <laughs> That's the that's what we're on the right page now. That we're thinking about the right things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's really interesting because a lot of people when you start hitting your mid twenties, people are like, "Oh, have you invested yet? Yeah, how are you going to buy that house? It's almost like a status symbol. It's almost like virtue, uh, Mm -hmm. virtue signaling. And and now that I think about it, I don't know about the virtue signaling part of it, but it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, let's say if I want to invest now, what would be a good amount for me as some, a noob who's never invested anything? If I make mm-hmm. a Vanguard account right now, how much should I put in? So you you would have to start with a broker. Right? Okay. Vanguard is a it's a company that makes the ETFs. Yeah. Uh, and manages money. Um, but you would have to start with a broker. But I I, I see what you're trying to say. Like, yeah. how much would you put in? Really, you would be able to put in as much as you're comfortable with. Okay. If you are, I would say, and this is just my my advice if you are going with less than 10k yeah um in your and 10k is a lot like i don't even have 10k in my tfsa yeah um but if you are going with less than 10k uh join one of the free or really cheap uh brokerage not Robinhood, but i'm saying like quest trade is really good wealth simple is a big one and they they take a portion of it as well like a uh, they don't take that but they take like a small fee like a commission yeah uh for buying and i think this is wealth simples um correct me if i'm wrong um but i think this might be wealth simples yeah um they might take like five bucks or so on your buys yeah and your sells are free yeah you know something like that while at rbc mm-hmm. i i i i work at rbc right yeah, yeah. i'm in private banking um and so, so i wanted to say. be huh yeah watch what you yeah i gotta be i gotta be careful <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what's happening next, <laughs> but, uh, I, I felt like a sense of like obligation to sign up with their brokerage account. Um, and that's crazy expensive, bro. Like it's nine ninety five on buys and sells no matter what. Right. Wow. You know, so if I buy and if I sell, I'm already looking at almost $20 in commission Yeah. for my entire position in that, in that share, yeah. which is, which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, lot that's a big chunk. You know, especially since I'm not I'm not even investing 10k yet, right? Yeah. I'm at like maybe 7.7 7 right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even investing. That so crazy. when you inv- in when you invest, it's more like a like a set it and then forget it thing, right? So you're not even yeah. looking at what the stock market is doing tonight. You're not, you're no, not doing no, any no. of that. I, I I reconcile on the at 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 the end of the market, okay. uh, just to see if I got any dividends and I'll, I'll properly like do the journal entries. And stuff yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> On Excel. <laughs> finally, the degree's yeah, paying off. Finally, <laughs> finally doing something with my life, um, except being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the peak. This is the peak. It, it, it doesn't get better than this. From here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to start selling my watches to make food <laughs> to get food on the table. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, man, what, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, the oh, I forgot. You're talking about how much you invest. How much yes. you invest yes, it? Yes. Then if you check the stock market or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, no, I, I'm not actively trading. Yeah. Uh, every day because obviously that's not my job, right? Yeah. My job is to be attentive to, you know, the files that I'm working with. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll definitely give it a look and I'll see like, okay, what happened. So is that a, is that a daily ritual of yours? That's a daily. What ritual. happened tonight? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's like a daily ritual for sure. Yeah, and that keeps me that it gives me a little schedule. Yeah, you know, to work with, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I'll look at this, and then sometimes at the month end, I'll stop. I'll go on the weekend, and I'll be like, okay, what moves did I make that were right? Yeah. What moves did I make that were wrong? You know, wh- which play did I not call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it something that I should have seen? Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Goldman, I s- I had, uh, I think it was like twelve or thirteen shares of Goldman Sachs yeah. for two hundred each. Um, weighted average 200. Yeah. I sold it at 202, which gave me like 10 bucks a profit. Yeah. Um, $202 is what I sold it at. Uh, it gave me a very small amount, but then two days later it went to 217. 
oh, and wow. that's because I forgot the quarterly was coming out. And like an idiot, I saw I was like, oh, ten dollars oh profit, my God. take it. Yeah, you know. So I left like a hundred, hundred and twenty on the on table, table, which yeah. is if you're so seven thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. You yeah. must have been stressed lately because of how the market was reacting to COVID. Yeah, so like I was when was that? It's at its peak. It's so difficult to predict anything yeah. that's happening anymore. Yeah. So that's that's one of the big things that they say in investing. Um, there's a difference between investing and trading. Yeah. You know, when you're trading, you are speculating. And that's one of the things that Warren Buffett, uh, all glory to Warren Buffett says that you should never do. Yeah. yeah, Trying to invest. Yeah. Right. You're speculating, speculating. Um, you are making calculated risks, sometimes not very calculated risks. And you're seeing like, okay, is this going to work out? What if I do this? What if I do Mm -hmm. that? You know, what if the, you know, COVID isn't as big as they think it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what if it's all proven to be a conspiracy yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know and then you're investing based off of your emotions at a certain point yeah and not so much on calculations and looking at the ratios and uh deciding for yourself on analysis right um so if you're doing that then you are proven to not be very good so like on the night of was it 14th or 15th march yeah when the thing crashed yeah how how upset were you not even that upset really not you even didn't even upset. think about because it. i guess the, the general trend is like over time regardless of how bad yeah. the recession is it's an upward yeah. trend yeah and the good thing is um one of the biggest things that i would say at this point uh, for anybody that is investing if your company is going to make it through if your company will not die at the end of this and you and you can reasonably say that that's for sure yeah i air canada probably yeah. Probably will make it through. Yeah. You know, um, the banks 100%. 1000%. Are going to yeah. make it through. Yeah. You know, if there is a drop because of COVID, that is a buying opportunity because the fundamental quality of your stock, of your company, has not changed. Yeah. So if you are seeing a deep discount on the markets, right now is a solid buying opportunity yeah so you can capitalize on that right and then year end you were going to thank yourself yeah you were going to thank me and then you were going to thank the broadcast yeah. the broadcast, <laughs> the broadcast podcast the broadcast podcast <laughs> <laughs> talking about covid i think you went to one of the last concerts that ever happened in toronto before oh! closed yeah i am so upset about that man and Dude. i'm not upset that you went i'm said i couldn't go oh man you know i my girlfriend was so mad at me yeah for making her go to this concert yeah and it was like it, i think it was like march her, 5th or 6th i think i got it for her, like her oh i got it for valentine's day oh yeah. i got these tickets for valentine's day yeah and bro yo let me tell you we're, we're talking about the lumineers by the, the way lumineers. chris saw lumineers before the world went to shit oh hey floor seats oh hey <laughs> <laughs> floor seats bro they, oh my they God. had me surrounded yeah like i was in the pit yeah like yeah. there's like the stage yep right so let's say this is the stage yep okay there is a little border that they danced around yeah this and there was like a drum set here they came all the way here yeah me and rachel with like maybe 10 15 other people yeah were right in that pit wow and so i was looking at their backs i was looking at their fronts we were surrounded yeah by the lumineers could you have anticipated that this would be a last concert that everything would be closing down? i would have never thought in my life because we were joking about COVID that time yeah we were, we were yeah we were and we were also saying you know maybe it's only like 200 300 people and all of canada that have yeah. it like what's the chance that it's gonna get this big mm-hmm. uh we fucked up yeah <laughs> we fucked up pretty bad yeah. and now that i'm looking back i'm like that was a risk yeah. yeah, that was a. Hey, can you imagine going to a concert like that now? Na- oh my god, just thinking about I it. Get, I people, get, yo, I got anxiety, anxiety coming here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we I was disinfected. like, weren't you guys, weren't you guys like in Toronto yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no, we disinfect everything before you, like the mics you, and everything. Appreciate we got it, you covered. Appreciate we got it. you covered. Yeah, but, but it's scary, right? And how I, how big of a Lumineers fan are you? Uh, I wasn't that big. I wasn't crazy big. Yeah. Um, when at the first album that i think that i got into was cleopatra was that yeah, yeah. was that was that yeah, what yeah. it was cleopatra right yeah. um that was my first like taste of illuminating mm-hmm. yeah and then uh three came out and oh then that God. really pushed me into it yeah you know because uh i was going through like an entire phase of my life where i was thinking okay you know um i applied for this job i might not even be in toronto i might yeah. be in like yeah. new brunswick i was oh, that's wow. where it was supposed to take me before covid hit mm-hmm. yeah 
And uh, I was just going through like an entire period in my life where I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Yep. And when that happens, you don't listen to the same music. You no always do. way. Yep. You hear no this way. new, real cool three, three <laughs> on yeah. on uh, Spotify, and you're like, yo, who are these Lumineer guys? Yeah. Have you found your experience listening to them after the concert changed? Like, yeah. that's what I've felt when I've listened to any artist at a concert, and then when I listen to the music again, yeah. it's just like I either picture myself at the concert or I'm just like feeling yeah. the vibe differently. Yeah. I have videos. Oh, yo, I can show you. Um, on uh snapchat yeah, yeah i took some amazing amazing videos um when they came in um 2016 i went to see them at the lumineers yeah. and it was one of the best concerts yeah. i've been to they're so oh good they're, they're very so underrated and the, they're really they're, i don't think they're underrated they're not anymore big. they did a two shows back to back yeah they're, sold they're out. big but like their shows are so immersive yeah. yeah. Plus, they play like organic instruments. Mm. Yeah. So there's none of that. Um, what's it called? Like those electronic feedbacks in the back. No. You're not hearing anything that's yeah. computer based. It's all from the piano, from the guitar, from the voice that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I miss that. And yeah. you, to your point, when you go to a concert and then you listen to the songs back again, mm-hmm. yeah, th- that experience is so like unique to your experience. Yeah. That. Now, when new music comes out, you're just like, it's not the same. Oh, wow. Sleep on the floor, yeah. You're very close. I'm so close. I'm going to mute that because I'm singing my heart out. <laughs> but, uh, dude. Great, great view. Absolutely phenomenal view. This was at the uh, Scotiabank Arena. This was at Scotiabank Arena, yeah. previously known as Air Canada Center. Yeah, rest in peace. But, man, that. like, this was... This was one of the best concerts. And who would have thought that would have been the last time? And my my girl was trying to get me to sell off the tickets. No, no, and no. And so no. I was like, Ahmed was this close to coming. I, I, I had think he had like a midterm. Or I had something. a midterm the next week. You had the midterm the next day, and he was considering it. I was considering it. Yeah. I was really considering it. He was like, it. yo. Lumineers or can I really? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Am I that prepared? <laughs> I mean, I, I would have considered it too. Because, Honestly, yeah. yeah, because, I mean. I should have taken you. It Bro, I would have. It would have been a known date. You, it would, you and I were there. I would have been screaming louder than you were. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love the Lumineers so much. They're they're, yeah. they're so good. Um, they're they're a fall vibe. Like if you put yeah. Lumineers on in autumn, Dude. it's just it hits perfectly. A fall vibe. They're a winter vibe. They're oh, just yeah, a vibe, bro. Spring vibe. Yeah. They're they're totally. just everything, and it's just their their music is just so genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's just so genuine. Yeah. You get hit no matter who you are. You could no matter what your ethnicity is, what your yeah. culture is, you listen to the Lumineers and you really give them a chance. You listen to Jimmy Sparks. Yeah. Are you telling me Jimmy Sparks won't make you tap your feet? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Sparks is one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's yeah. all time classic. The, the, the storytelling in that song, the storytelling in their music in general, like Three and Cleopatra, it's just it's beautiful. Like we don't see artists taking those risks no, anymore man. It, it's very generic no. now yep. and it's nice to have that like outside yeah. the box type thing yeah. earlier we talked about diversification of stocks i know you have a diversification of artists in your playlist because you yeah. are a huge <laughs> j cole fan yeah. oh i love j cole you're I'm a big j. Cole you're into john mayer you love passenger that's i'm on very different so wavelengths. are these like different moods are these different vibes it d- does it depend on the day um i, w- I would say I'm a combination of artists' vibes. Yeah. So I, I will have... There are vibes from J. Cole and mm-hmm. Drake that would fit perfectly into vibes of Passenger, The Weeknd, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, The yeah. Lumineers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. So there are s- definitely some vibes that are just, like, all together. But yeah, overlapping. I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that will blindside myself and say, I only listen to hip-hop. Yeah. I only listen to R&B. I will really like if 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 I, I believe in this man like if quality is there yeah mm-hmm. you can find love in anything you can that's true and you will f- you will fall in love with some like music yeah uh, that you never thought genres and yeah. uh, songs and artists that uh, really like nobody would expect you to yeah right so good good taste is uh, universal that's true you know what kind of movies are you into uh, I'm not much of a movie guy <laughs> T- are you a mo- okay are you a movie guy or a TV show guy. Uh, I'm definitely a TV show guy. TV show guy. Definitely so like, are you guy. like Netflix, Hulu, Netflix. HBO Max, Netflix. all that? Okay, yeah, d- Netflix. Netflix. So but uh, what like are the shows that you think everybody should watch? Bro, Avatar. Oh Avatar, yeah, Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender. Yeah, I watched that. that Classic. Was that I grew up on that. Yeah. Outside of that, man, there's not much that I could say. You know, 
has never disappointed me. Uh, Suits has disappointed me. Oh, Supernatural yeah. Bro- has disappointed me. Game of Thrones me. finale probably broke your heart. I never watched it. Oh, you see. I never watched. Uh, l- let me let me get everybody pissed off. Yes. All right. I never watched Harry Potter. Did you see that? Yeah, that's the door. That's, oh, that, that's, that's a Harry Potter banner. No, I thought that was some army shit. Got it. <laughs> got it from London at the Facts. Harry Potter Studios. This this Jeez. house is a big Harry Potter house. My yeah. Wi-Fi. I thought you were just called your wife. My wife is Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 <That's> surprise! <laughs> it's it's Hermione Granger. Hermione Granger is my wife. Honey, <laughs> it's Leviosa. By the way, um, no, my Wi-Fi password. My Wi-Fi network is called Hogwarts House. Mm. Like that's how much of, the, of like a Harry Potter fan. Harry we Potter are. fan, you yeah. are. That's I've disrespectful, man. My my girl is like a big Harry Potter fan. Her entire family is. So you were never intrigued into, into that. You were never like, "What is this?" Uh, Not even know. with Game of Thrones. Like everybody uh, was talking. I about I, I, I did watch like, a little bit of Game of Thrones. I was watching like um a little bit of season one. I got through halfway through it. What happened? And I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. It's just really it's not my oh, thing. Wow. Yeah. Like That's I couldn't I couldn't keep track of the characters. Right. Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of them. They're throwing a lot, of, throwing a lot of characters at me, and I'm a simple guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm a very simple guy. With a lot of watches, but I'm a very <laughs> simple guy, and I was just like, "This is a little too much for me." Yeah. So I just no, thought, I get you know, that. I totally yeah. get that because in the beginning, it's a bit jarring. Yeah. Um, Pris- weird name. Prison Break. Never watched it. Prison Break. I didn't watch it. Uh, Breaking Bad. Never watched it. What are you? you should, what are you watching then? You should watch really? Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's a very simple story. Not a lot of characters. Really? There's like four characters crazy. in Breaking Bad. I know, yeah. but it's like the entire like, oh, let's cook meth. It's not just that though. I'm dying. Let's cook meth. It's a lot more. Wow. <laughs> Plot. That, that's <laughs> very like, good plot. That's like, oh my god, that's like saying like Star Wars is like a father-son road trip movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like that now, is it? Let's be honest. That's not what's happening in Star Wars. <laughs> like, oh, father-son in space. No, like a, no. It's like a Star Wars is um. Oh, I lost my dad. I can't find him anywhere. And then you go to the PA system and. Uh, Luke's dad. <laughs> Luke's dad comes to the front. It's comes me. to the main I cache. I am your father, Luke. <laughs> That's not what it is. Yeah. But like, you, you gotta check these out. Like, uh, what's your yeah. schedule like? What's your routine? Do you have time for shows uh, now? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, You're a busy 100% dude. Percent do, but like, I'm a commitment guy. Yeah. If I'm making a commitment, I need to know that that's like something cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. Breaking Bad, like the entire plot, like people have explained it to me a hundred different ways when they don't believe, when they can't believe, like yeah. I'm not into it. And I'm just like, dude, that's just not my. Maybe you need to open yourself up to that fantasy world. I honestly do. I opened myself up to music so much right, when yeah. I was a kid. Um, my sister was playing like different, and I think we all get it from older siblings. Yeah, yeah, I think we do. We get we get music from older siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got it from my sister. Um, He's got it from me. He got it from you. Yeah. You know. Shame uh, to that. <laughs> and it's it's weird people who don't really talk to their older siblings or don't have old, older siblings yeah they don't listen to a lot of music yeah yeah they're not that, really not big music people yeah you know what i mean right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's we just made a discovery here uh, yeah let's uh patent that but how's <laughs> life been recently you're like you just graduated from uft yes, me sir. and chris are like congratulations uh, man we're classmates big. appreciate it man. Appreciate um I feel like for work. the I got I have white hairs now. Yeah, yeah. I'm 23 and I have white hair. I have like white hair here and then I have an entire like tree of white hairs that grow yeah. out of my beard. Like if you see like this little like you right you want to credit UFT for that? Huh? You want to credit UFT? Yeah, credit UFT for that. Forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand? Yeah. Forty thousand dollars went straight into white hairs. The so at least you came out with your spine still straight, man. I that, did, man. That no. stuff and no <laughs> break a back. <laughs> no second, no second hole on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like at the the whole four years of my undergrad, I've just been looking forward to like graduating and being done with everything. And looking back now, maybe I didn't get a chance to really enjoy the struggle. Um, Because there's no graduation anymore. That's true as well. Forever. But how have you found your four years? Like, do you feel satisfied? Five. (laughs) Five. We didn't have to say that, correct? You didn't. You (laughs) You didn't didn't have have to. to Five. Why'd you emphasize four? Like I didn't know. Uh, I was just gonna lie to the people. (laughs) (laughs) It's taking me five years. Um, but yeah, has it has it been anticlimactic? Like just finishing everything, dude. It was like, is it or is it really a sense of achievement that you have done something tangible? It came in waves. So the first wave was when I finished off my final exam. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, dude, I'm done. And then I had my online graduation ceremony, and then I emailed my my uh, manager like that week, and I was like, hey, I gotta take you know, two hours off. I have my online ceremony. Yeah. 
And uh, that was a big, okay, this is, I'm, I'm graduating. Yeah. You know? And then when my certificate came in, and then when my girl bought me the uh, frame, yeah, and then I framed it, and now it's hanging on my wall above my TV. Yep. You know, and that's like, that was, I think that was like the, f- the second last wave of feeling accomplishment mm-hmm. that came in. The last one is going to be when everything's better, finally going in and then, you know, shaking a few profs' hands. Yeah. Saying some Maybe rude comprom- rude gestures to other profs. <laughs> yes. um, and then that's going to be the final one. And then yep. from there... Hopefully by that time I'll be like maybe a year into CPA, and then is there is there the pleasure in the pain though, Kish? Hundred percent. Yeah. hundred. Do you look back when at look the five years and you're like, I'm totally worth it? Most of my memories is with Amin. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like most of the very difficult memories um, of studying for courses I could not care less about. Yeah. We're with this. The guy. long nights, the early mornings. Oh my God, bro! I pushed you. You pushed yeah. me. And it was just, it was, we, we spent nights at UTSC yeah. overnight, yeah. you know, and that's not a fun place to be overnight. You know, this no is the food. best romantic story I've yes. ever heard in my <laughs> life. There's so much sexual tension. No, right no. Now. <laughs> oh no, 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 that's not how We're it just, is. I mean, I mean, Hello, there, 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 was some, there was some nights, man, <laughs> you know, I couldn't go through without him. <laughs> like, what are you, tell me no. where I'm wrong. <laughs> no. I meant yeah. bromance. Yeah. That's what I meant. Bromance. Bromance. 100%. 100%. There has to be a bromance. <laughs> but no, but like that, that's exactly Dude, what you're that's talking about. And that's, that's what you need you, those friends, those when connections. You're, uh, when you're graduated and when you're years down the line, that's what you're going to remember. Yeah. 100%. You're going to remember like, you're not going to remember like what you were looking at that page, but as soon as you do one of these and you lean back. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude. And you just fucking sit there for a second and you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And then... The, the whoever's around you just start giggling like yeah like, <laughs> <pussy>. <laughs> you know those are the, those are the memories you you admire yeah when you graduate you know and those there's plenty more memories like that to come because mm-hmm. this is not the end for anybody no we way. live in a generation where you graduate with your bba or your bcom or and and that's all you do um it's going to be a very difficult road ahead yeah. yeah not because you know not just because it's difficult to get a job or anything like that with just your bachelors, yeah. but also because there's also a societal pressure mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. says if you stop there, um, you're doing nothing with your life. Yep. You know, and so there's, there's, there's a dual sword swinging right at you mm-hmm. as soon as you graduate and you're like, I got to hop on the next thing. Yeah. But you know, I think the that next that's project. life in general. Like when I was in high school, I couldn't wait to get into uni. When I was in uni, I couldn't wait to graduate. And now when I'm at the twilight of my graduating, I'm on my undergrad. I'm thinking about what's next. And I know when I get a job, I'll be looking for my next promotion, um, yeah. where I'm going to get my next master's it's from, next how step. I'm going to become a director. Like, mm-hmm. I think because of that, we're lacking this sense of living in the now. Yeah. And you can't live in the now when all you're looking forward to is the then. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're children of immigrants, right? So when, we, when I say that, uh, we don't have trust funds. Yeah, you know, I could sound wealthy when I'm on here. Yeah, and I could say I know you did with the lemon watches. Everything, yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're convinced. <laughs> when I when I talk about uh, you know, RRSPs and uh, tax savings and TFSAs and mm-hmm. all of stocks, ETFs, yeah. all of these things, I can sound like one of the guys straight off of Wall Street. But yep. w- we don't have trust funds waiting for us. We don't have the connections and the networks that mm-hmm. Queen students do. Yep, you know. Whereas, you know, s- kids of CFOs and C- CEOs and stuff like that. Yeah. We don't have that, right? That's true. We, we've, we've, whatever we have so far, we've had to grind for, or our parents have had to grind for with yeah. blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. So 100%. we come from a mentality that's like, if you stop and if you admire, you're, you're so scared of being complacent and you're so scared of going, mm-hmm damn, why don't I just take a break for a while yeah. and just not do anything, you know? you're st- and, and that's like, because that's really what you want to do. When you're grinding, you just want to go to sleep and you don't want to wake up for two weeks, Yeah, you know? But if you know if you do that, that means that you're a failure. Yeah, And, and true, your man. parents could call you that, your friends could call you that, your girl could call you that, your guy could call you that. No matter who calls you that, it doesn't mean anything until you start calling yourself that. Yeah. And then that you're so scared of getting into that mentality. Yeah. So we it's don't crippling after a point. We don't take that step to go yeah. like, yo, let me just celebrate this accomplishment mm-hmm. because we're so 
busy and so scared of doing that, that if we just take that second, we're like, yo, man, maybe this was good enough. Yeah. Yo, I put a lot of time and energy into that. I think that was U of T. U of T is sick. A, a, a master's from Ryerson is like a bachelor's from U of T. I can stop here. Wow. You know? Oh, wow. So you, I was you start telling yourself I was going to ask you if it game. matters where you graduate from, but Absol- I already know your answer abs- at this point. Absolutely not. Um, if you go to, was that not the answer? You no, I thought to? you were gonna say yeah, it does matter. No, no, I don't no, think no. it matters either. No, dude. But I, I can't say that because I'm a UIT student. What, what matters way more? <laughs> 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 I mean, you don't want to hear a UIT student be like, yeah, it doesn't matter where you graduate from, man. You want like the Harvard student, the UFT student to be like, no, it doesn't matter, because that gives you hope. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this, they profit off of us. Like no tomorrow, and then they don't give a shit mm-hmm. who who we are, where we are in life after that, you know. Yeah. Until they call you for more money. Yep. And they're like, "Hey, do you want to like make a pledge?" Like, yeah. you're like, "Fuck off!" No, I don't. Yes. Yeah, can I swear on you? Yeah, no, but ahead. you can't. But we, we it's should. already been done. <laughs> you, we should bleep it out. Maybe we don't. We, we won't bleep it out. Okay. Well, this will Go be ahead. our first explicit podcast. Okay, my bad. Eighteen plus. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't know you asked at the. Your parents don't listen minute. to this, right? No. Nobody listens to this. This is just for our memories. So this we can look back watch. on it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah. it's fine. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, they make so much money off of us. And it's absolutely ridiculous that we start buying into this idea that it matters where you go to. Yeah. It mm-hmm. absolutely does not matter. If you are happy going to Ryerson and if Ryerson is close to you and uh, your friends are going to Ryerson and you think you can do really good, get a good GPA in Ryerson, it doesn't matter where you go as yeah. long as you have a good GPA. Mm. That's it's my true. hot take. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not that going to like take. some lake lakehead university <laughs> that people have to ask you in the interview, like, Nipissing oh, where is you? that? Nipissing if you, you if you're going there Shout and you go into an interview, they don't know where you went to university. Mm-hmm. That might be a problem. Yeah. If it's like a reputable name brand, yeah, bro. It doesn't matter if you go to York. It doesn't matter if you go to Ryerson, U of T. UIT. UIT. And I think employers are really heading towards that skill-based thing where their priority is more of what you know. GPA. Yeah. Yeah. GPA. Even before that, they will ask you about your GPA. Because that's what gets you the interview, right? That's That's what what puts you in the the seat where they're asking you those questions. Without that. You think they care that a 3.0 from Ryerson is not the same as a 3.0 at U of T? Yeah. They could give less of a shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're looking at 3.0. You know what? First of all, you know how disrespectful that is? There, there's a bot that rejects me. Yeah. <laughs> before a human rejects me. Yeah. Do you know yeah. that? You enter that GPA and it's like they don't uh, pass your I've had, resume forward. I've had, I've applied. Wow. To positions, they ask me that, and then less than thirty seconds later, a bot sends me an email saying, "Unfortunately, this was a long process and you were not accepted." Wow. <laughs> and you're just like, "Wow, did a bot just reject me?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should give Forex a try. (laughs) 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 Maybe this is it. (laughs) This is it, yeah. So it's it really doesn't matter for any high school student Mm -hmm. that ever listens to this, um, or if we ever give any high school student advice, which really we shouldn't. No, not yet. Um don't even care about which university you're going Mm -hmm. to. Care about which GPA you can get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How hard you can work during those four or five years to make sure you come out. Because that if you're thinking about masters, if you're thinking about CFA, CPA, if you're thinking about anything, medical school, if you're yeah. thinking about medical school, oh bro, God. lawyers, you're going law? to U of T, bro. Stop, stop the cap, yeah. pull out, even and swap unis, go somewhere else, <laughs> go straight do something out. else. I think at one point, uh, I pranked you for a bit. I was like, uh, every time like you left your laptop open, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would type in uh, how to switch to Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened on his Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would come back I would get into Ryerson (laughs) (laughs) a couple of years ago he came into my room and he was like yo what's the uh, process to get into UIT I'm like what do you mean you're like in third year no no I couldn't take all that theory but uh, last I want to talk about one thing Um, like we're great friends and I was so grateful to have you during my undergrad to push me Me simultaneously me too uh, the other way around as well but <laughs> your name is Krishna. You're Indian Hindu. My name is Ahmed. Uh, I'm a Muslim Pakistani. Yeah. We are designed to hate each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's what people say. Yeah. And uh, I I fundamentally don't believe with that um, theory at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What 
a lot of people are designed to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially back home, when we're looking at it. And I, I walk <laughs> in, and if I see somebody's parents, I'll say, Salam alaikum. Yeah. yeah. You know. My uh, mom respects that, bro. If <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. If, uh, you know, it's uh, Ramadan, I'll be like, you know, Ramadan Mubarak. Yeah. Eid Mubarak. Yeah. You know, I think that's just basic respect. Yeah. yeah. If we're saying Merry Christmas. Yeah. To managers that want to fire us. Yeah. You think I can't tell my boy, Salam alaikum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't say Qaddafis when I'm leaving. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and that true. comes from the older generation and the generation before that and the generation before that mm-hmm. back home when it was in the political interests of the governments yep. for people to sign up for military warfare yep. to take over certain regions um, that were disputed upon. Um, and so a lot of the hate that we know our fellow countrymen feel is politically designed. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Im- and implemented. it's, it's, it's dated by the media. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's the same b- both sides of the border where we're taught that the Indian is the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what's been feeding, uh, feeding us to us yeah. in movies and dramas. Yeah. Uh, when it's when it's a cricket match, dude, it's like war out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, our, 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 Cold our, war. our fans cannot Legit. take a loss from India. And you know what's it's the same way they're it's around? The funniest, fun, the funniest thing is when, when an Indian and a Pakistani move to, like, North America, <coughs> UK, all that, mm-hmm. the sa- that side of the world, Bestest friends, exactly. Bestest of friends, because they're the the culture is so similar. Yeah. The language is almost the same. The culture yeah. is almost the same. Like your reference, the food, food everything, everything, like the, the music you listen to, Bollywood, yeah. the movies you watch, everything yeah. is just like separated between such a thin membrane. Yeah. That when they meet in a in a non-hostile environment, they're yeah. like, "Yo, what? Yeah, you're, you you eat that too. I eat that yeah. too. Yeah. And they both smell. Yeah. yeah. So like they're both smells." Amazing. Yeah. And then when, when those two parties are met in a neutral environment, yeah. it's just like, oh, why why are we fighting again? You know, mm-hmm. I, nobody I at, nobody knows. I was at the temple um a few years ago. I think it was in high school. And by this point, we're, we're I'm I'm well versed on, you know, the hate that goes from Pakistan to India, yeah. India to Pakistan. I under mm-hmm. I understand that 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 is a that is a framework that I have to navigate yeah. in life. Um but I was at I was at the temple and there was like a religious Maharaj uh sitting there giving a lecture. And um, he was saying that back in the day, before Pakistan was Pakistan and India was India, and everything was just one, one. country, yeah. you know, after the separation of Afghanistan and yeah, yeah. all of that. Um, but we're just talking about India and Pakistan together. Yeah. Um, Muslim neighbors and Hindu neighbors would live side by side. Yeah. And during Ramadan, Hindus would go over to mosques and then, uh, you know, vacuum the rug, yep. uh, clean the silverware. Um, feed you know because at ramadan obviously everybody's a little weak yep mm-hmm. you know if we can get some help that would be nice yeah you know and it would be the same during you know festivals of hinduism mm-hmm. diwali you know uh, janmashtami yep. all of these hindu festivals our muslim brothers and sisters would also help yeah they would stand in line they would feed us you know they would serve the food and uh they would help us out yeah and back then there was no animosity yeah you know, so this is coming straight from the words of, uh, you know, a Hindu Maharaj, yeah. you know, who uh, in in every way could have taken that opportunity to spew more hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but then you realize like, OK, if this is not a religious thing, yeah. because if it was a religious thing, then he would have told me, yeah. you know, yeah. Pakistanis or uh, act of Maya, which is an act of ignorance and yeah. this and that, you know, if this isn't a religious thing then something happened where a hundred or so years ago, both sides took it upon themselves to start spreading hate. Yeah. And ever since then, our countrymen have soaked and ingrained in that hate mm-hmm. yep. and um, really marinated in that hate. And yep. that hate comes out no matter where they go in the world. And so still, I don't think... I what what your statement was? You you said um you know if Indians and Pakistanis go to another country and yeah. then you know they they get they get along great. I don't think that's the case because I I still know that my parents are very very uh, racist. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm sure your parents it's would be too. It's right? it's harder for the older generation to unhinge they, from they, that. They marinated mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, they, they marinated yeah. in that that sort of a uh, hate. You know, and they yeah. it, nothing nothing makes you hate more. 
than feeling like you're hated against for no reason. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. That is the biggest thing. And the media doesn't help that either. That does it. Both sides. That. Both That's medias are very uh, yeah. agitated. Yeah, they're yeah. always like reaching for the drama. Talk about like for the sauce. Fo- you think Fox News is biased, bro? Oh no. Go no, to no. like ZTV. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- there's this uh, NDTV. Is the one. Where's the, what's the guy's name with the Ar- Arnab Goswami? Bro, that guy. Oh my god. Oh, I know who he, you're talking about. Yeah, both yeah. collectively, Indians and Pakistanis are like, "What are you talking about, man? <laughs> That's not what's happening." Yeah, he's like, like the. Bill O'Reilly of Bro. of Indian media, and then we have like the, our Pakistani guys who do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, those like really red. Yeah, um, breaking news. Breaking news. India Come did this. On, and Pakistan did that. And it's, it's like you watch the really news and it's like they're at the brink of war, but Any all the time, now. all yeah. the time. And there's so many news channels. Why do we but need why, so why many news you, channels? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that media does that? I want. I want your. I think I for me, I think it's just to. I, and I see my dad following the politics back home as well, and it's just. I did that for a few years myself, but I've just totally disconnected at this point because mm-hmm. I feel the reason why they have so many news channels and, and so much breaking news is to just keep you consumed. Yeah. It's just to keep you it's mentally occupied. What, what does that do? If you're if you're always consumed, if you're always, you're always, you're always looking forward to what's next. Are you ever going to unsubscribe from the news? No. no. Are you ever going to keep watching? Call whatever the Pakistani version of Rogers is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you can uninstall this. Yeah. yeah. This no. news package. No, mm-hmm. you're never going to do that. John Stewart was on a Fox News thing back in the day when he was still doing The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, he was talking about the Western media, but that's so much more prevalent to our media back home, mm-hmm. is that their 24-hour news cycle is built for one thing and one thing only, and that's stuff like 9-11, right? When 9-11 doesn't Fox happen, yeah. yeah, when stuff like that isn't happening, <coughs> it's sensationalism. yeah, And that's all it is, because you got to keep the viewer watching. Yeah. And that's the the perfect template of that is our media back home. Yeah. You nothing has happened today. Our you, media is the hyperbole. You you literally that. open any like Pakistani Indian news channel and it feels like the end of the world just happened and you missed it. Yeah. But nothing has happened. Yeah. And that's like the epitome of what toxic media has become. Like North America is turning into that. Like the more the more uh, crazy the president is, the more crazier <laughs> the news gets. Yeah, and you you see that when you're watching or listening to yeah. Fox News or CNN or whatever. Yeah. But because we're sort of des- desensitized to that because we mm-hmm. watched our media so much back home, mm-hmm. you're like, what is happening? And it's, yeah. it it doesn't make sense because that's mm-hmm. not really the reality. Yeah. Of of the matter. Yeah. N- nobody's bombing anybody, and yet everybody's hating everybody. Well, I wouldn't say nobody was bombing anybody. I would say that, you know, they're they're have definitely been times of heightened conflict yeah. between our two Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because you know? of the escalation from the media. 100%. The media says they did that. Their media says we did 100%. that. And Suddenly, yo, like let me tell you something. Uh, how come there's always an escalation uh, a year before an election? Yep. You think that's, that's because that escalation was called for? I don't think so. How did Osama bin Laden get killed right before Obama's re-election? Bro. Tell me how Ebola came right before Obama got reelected. Tell me how H1N1 came right at the time of, uh, I think, Bush's administration yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. And then what are we looking at now? We're looking at COVID and yeah. Trump. Getting and, uh, good in three days. Uh, re-election is November 3rd. Yep. You know, Or at least that's when the election is, right? So yep. it's... Uh, yeah. how, really? Are all of these things really taking flight? In a very like scheduled manner, and none of us are mm-hmm. really paying attention yeah. to it. You're right. Election years are interesting to look upon, like r- whenever you're studying What's history. What's happening? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you're you're right. You know, there's a lot. I'm not like I, I actually I am. I'm a huge conspiracy, conspiracy theory guy. Yeah, I, I heard. I see. I saw you check yourself with that. <laughs> like I I'm am, but huge, I'm not really huge conspiracy theory guy. But um, QAnon guy. There's yeah. There's that, that's gonna be that's there. gonna be my head. Like that's gonna be a thumbnail. We got a QAnon <laughs> Q- supporter. <laughs> You don't know what QAnon is? No. What's that? Oh, Pizzagate and all that stuff. You don't know? Pizzagate? Oh, my God. Okay. I, I can't even. That could be part of the start with that. That's a whole other podcast. When we have Chris Do back. Do need a blanket? Let me yeah. get a blanket and then like, we'll get into this. This, like, <laughs> basically <laughs> QAnon, QAnon thinks that Trump is uh, the second coming of Christ. And he is. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm literally trying. I am trying with this can of yeah. uh, sparkling water. Yeah. But basically, QAnon thinks um, Trump is the second coming of Christ, and he yeah. will save everybody. Jesus, from it. really? And Pizzagate is that uh, people started like on QAnon or something like that. Yeah. They started saying that um, these uh, 
pizza companies or people who are buying pizza are helping child traffickers. So this one oh, guy, this, I heard that. I this heard one that. guy pulled up with a strap. Yeah, and Boston police got him, and they were like, "What? What are you doing here, man?" Yeah, he was. Like, was on, have you seen this? Release the kids. Yeah, yeah, like, that guy. There are the kids. No kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. So that's yeah. all QAnon stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I don't go that crazy. Okay. Good. I I see like data, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like every, how come there's a pandemic every time somebody's getting re-elected these days? Yeah. You know, and in India, Pakistan, how come there's always like heightened escalation? Oh, you said this bad word to me. I'm saying this bad word to you. Yeah. At the time of an you election. You bloody you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bloody you. <laughs> Let's keep it oh on that. Let's keep God. it on. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But this is fun. Krish, it was an honor to have Man, you. I'm so happy to be here. Hopefully, uh, we can all meet soon again. Yes. Yes. 100%. This was really fun because I, you and I haven't met and you guys yeah. are really good friends. So I yeah. would always hear from him yeah. how great this Krish dude is. Yeah. And Chemistry I, was real. I have to... Yeah. After test, you are pretty great. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. It, it was it was good, and uh, hopefully you'll come back. Hundred percent. Very soon. Hundred percent. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Then. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. This is Nazar Sayed signing off from the broadcast. This is ABS signing out, and we'll see you guys on the next one.